Welcome back to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast. Today we are discussing preparing a buyer to see property. Thank you for joining us again on our Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast. Uh, I am Heather Oliboni. I'm the Licensed Executive Assistant for the Tom J. Krieger team, and I'm joined by Jill Paddock, and I am the Buyer's Agent for the Tom J. Krieger team. Uh, and today, we're actually going to be talking about um, how prepare, how do we prepare a buyer to see a property. So the first thing that we normally do is we have a buyer's consultation with them. And, and Jill, what do you go over with a buyer when you um, go through this buyer's consultation with them? Okay, well, first off, a lot of people think like, all right, I'm ready to go buy a house. Let's go see some houses. And they don't realize we got to stop for a minute first and actually figure out what you want, what you need, um, and what you can actually buy. So that's where the buyer's consultation comes in. Usually it takes about an hour, just depends on you know how much we talk, um, how much there is to go over, what your prior experiences are. But in that consultation, um, I try to get people to prioritize, like list off everything you'd like to have in a house. Obviously we can't have everything we want, so let's start ranking some things then. Let's figure out what are your top priorities, your must-haves. Once we go there, then we go to the it would be nice that kind of list. And then, you know, if there's anything left over, your hopes and dreams. <laughs> um, and really, it's figuring out their needs and their wants mm-hmm. versus their dreams. Because as much as we all love watching shows like House Hunter and um, Love It or Leave It, Love It or List It, all of those things, um, we really have to dig into what they want and what they can afford. Um, so that biggest thing, because we're wanting to make sure that we're able to give them the house of their current dreams. It may not be the house of their future dreams. We want to be respectful of your budget. We don't want you to be house poor. We want you to have a payment that's comfortable for you. In doing that, we need to figure out what's most important so we can get you those most important items at the price that you are most comfortable with. And then, of course, we can create you know, future goals and future dreams and how to build towards those. But we need to work with what's there right now. And the reason, a big part of the reason that we do the consultation is because as fun as it seems to go see houses, it's exhausting. And we don't want you out there looking at houses that aren't going to work for you, that maybe are a little too high in your price point. It's going to push your comfort level a little too much. We want to make the most of your time. We want to be focused on what's going to be best for you. We don't want you burned out and looking at 20, 30, 50 houses. It just, it gets overwhelming and honestly gets discouraging then. Mm-hmm. And, and another real big piece of that, you talked about their affordability and what payment they're comfortable with. Most buyers don't understand that. They don't understand that the uh, what they can afford mm-hmm. um, or what their payment is. They may think, oh, I can you know, afford a payment of X and it actually is a higher price point than they were thinking or a lower price mm-hmm. point than they were thinking. And so that's really important that then they get a prequel. Um, and I know we discussed that with Sienna Cormier with Guild Mortgage mm-hmm. uh, a few episodes ago. Um, so if you are interested in learning more about that, you can go back to our Mortgage 101 podcast with Sienna Cormier. And um Talk about why it's so important to have that prequal in place either before 
or immediately after that buyer's consultation. Yeah, the prequal is really important for quite a few reasons. Uh, first off, I've had people all the time come up and say, well, you know, what would the payment on a $260,000 house be? I can't answer that question because it depends on what type of loan you're using, what your interest rate's gonna be, it depends on your credit, what kind of down payment you have. That really is a question for a loan officer. Also, um, the loan officer can break down different loan types, help you decide which one's best for you, uh, the benefits to putting more money down, less money down, and they can give you then payments, monthly payments. And that really is what matters to most people. So you, you need to speak to a loan officer to figure out, like you said, it could be more than what you're thinking. It could be less than what you're thinking. You need to figure out what's going to fit into your monthly budget so that, again, we're not going out and looking at houses that are less than what you can have, really, mm -hmm. or that are going to be pushing it so far that you're going to be that you know house poor where you've got this great house, but you don't have money left over for other fun things. And that's why it's really important for most buyer's agents to go and most of them won't show properties without that pre-qual or pre-approval or at least you in conversation with a lender because especially in this market, um, which we've talked about in previous um, podcasts, if the market is running really, really fast and we don't have a pre-qualification or pre-approval, it's really hard for us to write an offer for that home that you're loving. If you walk into a house and fall in love with it, and then we can't write an offer because we don't have a prequal or we're waiting for a lender to get you prequalified. Makes it really, really difficult to write that offer. Correct. Um, in the the way that the Arizona um, residential contract is written, we have to provide a prequal with the offer, either a prequal or proof of funds. So I cannot submit an offer unless I have a prequal to go with that. And just like you said, things are moving so quickly that if I go show you a house. You know, and it takes you two days to get everything you need over to the lender to get the prequal, then I've probably just shown you a house that now you can't buy because somebody else already has an offer in on it. And again, just trying to avoid that um, buyer exhaustion and disappointment when there doesn't need to be. If we're proactive, go get that prequalification form. Um, we can be looking at houses that you actually have the potential to buy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you go through that, you know, kind of to merge back into that needs and wants, if you are wanting something with, say, solar on it or a different um, lease on it, and then you're having to also qualify for that lease, your prequal or your loan officer, you can have that conversation with them of knowing, hey, I'm going to have this payment. And then if I have to also, I want solar, if I also have to qualify for that, is that going to knock me out of my eligibility for my loan? Um, so really, it's important to make sure you have a good, solid team as a buyer behind you. And it's not just a real estate agent. But it's a good, solid loan officer that you can have those communications with. That's true. And you just brought up a great point. Um, that is where if I receive a pre-qualification letter from a lender that says you can afford a house that's $300,000 and we're looking at a house that's $300,000, but it has a $176 a month HOA fee, I need to be able to talk to that lender and find out, is that going to throw off your ratios? When I say ratios, I mean your debt to income. Is that going to throw things off that then we get all the way through the contract and at the end, when they go to put it through final underwriting, you don't qualify? And then again, it goes back to we've gotten everybody excited, gotten hopes up, and it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So like you said, having a good team where the loan officer and the real estate agent are in good communication, 
and can you know easily go back and forth just to make sure that we're keeping expectations realistic and that we're able to get you in something you like that you're going to be able to afford and qualify for. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Yeah, and your payment. Same mm-hmm. thing with even if you can qualify and it doesn't knock you off having a, a lease on a solar panels or your HOA, but then you fall into that house poor because your payment was at the top of where you could afford payment wise. And now you have on top of that, the normal bills that mm-hmm. come with two extra bills that you weren't accounting for. Right. So um, it's definitely our job as buyer's agents to make sure that we're putting all of the, the Legos out, all of the bricks out to make sure that even if we build this house, it's going to work for you. And sometimes part of that is, you know, the buyer's agent reminding the person about a particular aspect that they keep forgetting. And it's not that we're trying to be negative or anything like that. It's just that when we walk into something, we want you to make sure you've thought of everything. Um, and that you're not going to be caught with any surprises. So that leads us into um, the emotion versus um, what you're actually going to do or emotion emotion equals action, really. Um, So as a buyer, once we go through your needs and wants um, versus your dreams and we get your pre-qualification and we find these homes that match 80, 90, 100, 110% of what you want, then we get the, the time to go and show and we have all of our fun stuff that as a buyer's agent, we have to go through things like um, looking in our MLS and making sure that we can go show the property, what times it's available, if there's a dog in the house, <laughs> um, X, Y, and Z, all of the things that we have to go through. So once we get those scheduled and we have you go through these houses, it's really you falling in love with the house um, as a buyer and in after a while, us agents, we tend to see that before the buyer sees it. You get to see their eyes light up when they walk into these houses. Um, how do you encourage a client when they're walking through a house to find items that they love in the house versus items that they hate? And what ratio do you have them go through before you try to help them make the decision on writing an offer? So I, when I'm showing a house, I go through and I point out things that I think they might overlook just in the excitement of seeing the house. Um, if there's something that I know they were looking for or they had kind of mentioned, um, I'll make sure to point that out. Um, when I talk about things like that, I mean, you know, the large closets or isn't it great to have a skylight here? Just different things like that. But I really listen to a lot of what they're saying. And I know it's a house that they need to consider if they start talking about how their furniture would fit in or um, what they would do, you know, how they could all cook together in the kitchen. I did have somebody talk about that one time that someone, you know, dad could stand here and mom could be there. Um, And they, they were picturing themselves in the house. I start trying to get it to wrap up and move out if I can tell that they're forcing themselves in there. Mm -hmm. Um, You can tell they're trying to figure it out, but they don't seem super excited about any of it. Um, Then it's not the house for them. And that's fine. They don't need to feel bad about that. I know sometimes I've had people come through and say, I'm sorry, you've shown us so many houses. That's my job. Um, You know, 
going out there and finding something you like. And again, when it's the right house, like you said, you can sense their excitement. You can see them planning their life there. And then sometimes it's scary to go ahead and write that offer. And that's where your buyer's agent should give you that little extra push. Like, hey, this hits this box, this box, this box. It has this that you are looking for. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about an offer and helping you take that next step. Yeah. Um, I know when I go and show houses and it gets to the point where it's like they feel like they're having to give on certain things. You can also, as a buyer's agent, sort of help them see mm-hmm. something that they may not see mm-hmm. immediately. So um, in Tucson, we have a lot of these lovely older homes mm-hmm. um, that have the um, the living rooms that are kind of stepped down. Oh, into the sunken living, living rooms. Yeah. The sunken living rooms. And that's a very much... a some people love it, some people hate it, mm-hmm. but if that's some, the one little thing that's wrong with the house versus everything else, you're, you as the buyer's agent are like, if you don't, if you walk away from this house and somebody else were to buy it, how upset would you be? Like, it's one of those things that sometimes they can't see past the one little thing that may be the deterrent. And we, as, as agents, our job is to make sure that they don't miss out on the potential one love of their life property. Right. And it's a big, it's the biggest purchase you're going to make. It's the most expensive thing you're going to buy is your house. And so it does get scary. Um, and I know a lot of times people are like, well, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll, we'll let you know tomorrow. And just like you said, it's a good question is, okay, that's, that's completely your decision, but just make sure, are you comfortable with the idea that it goes under contract tonight and you don't have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And just reminding them that. Um, not so much pushing, but just, again, keeping the expectation set that it is a fast-moving market. Let's make sure we're not losing an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think our uh, the buyers nowadays, it's one of those things that we may get that fatigue of, like, I'm never going to find the right house. But there is that right right mm-hmm. house out there for everybody, and you may own in any given lifetime two, three, four houses. But making sure that in the time of your life you're in the house that you love, that you can see your kids swimming in the backyard or playing in the backyard, um, that's that's the best part of being an agent. Oh, it's great. I worked with um, a first time buyer about a year ago. Um, probably one of the most patient people, we looked at, I can't even tell you how many houses, put in offers on a lot, but with the loan type he was using, needing um, closing costs, just the terms of what he needed, we were losing off, we were losing out all the time. Finally, we got a house under contract, it all fell in place, and he still sends me pictures, look what I just did here, and look how I changed this, and uh, because it was a little more dated than what he wanted, but he was able to get it, make it his own, and actually, because it's been a year now, he's got a fair amount of equity in that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, we are going to head out. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the US. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you.